Welcome to a talk from St Saviour's Sunbury. We hope that it blesses you. Morning. Um, I just had one of those really irritating moments uh, in worship <laughs> where God's just told me, scrap half your speech. Um, <laughs> so, so that's really fun. Um, so I don't need it. Um, we're just going to... We're going to wing it. We're going to wing it. Um, <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Um, yeah, so one of the things, we're, today we're talking about harvests. We're talking about um, sort of what it means for God to have a harvest in your life. Um, and one of the things while I was praying over this uh, that came up was fear. I was like, How, what? How does that link to harvest at all? Um, but I really, I really felt strongly that it was something that I needed to include in my speech. And, and sort of while I was worshipping, while we were praying this morning, that is something that has come up continually. Um, so I feel like God might be saying, the other stuff's great, but this is for today. Um, and so I just want to talk about, when we think about God having a harvest for our lives, you have to take a few steps back. Um, and by doing that, you're saying, okay, I have to get back to basics. And sometimes getting back to basics is saying, I know God's character. Because when you say, I know God's character, I know who he is, I know that he loves me, then the fear and everything else that sometimes gets in the way does not have a hold anymore. Okay? Um, so I just felt, I just felt, I want to say that I don't like giving testimonies. It feels like every time I give talks, I give a testimony. It's not because I like doing it. I don't. It's because I feel like it might, it might be important. And so in my life, fear has played a huge part of my life since I was very young. Um, and one of the things that I struggle with is being scared about my health. Um, and I've sort of, everyone watches sort of children in need, and, and we love all the funny bits. And then when the sad bits come on, you're kind of like, oh, do I want to watch that? I'm not sure. And every time um, it would come on the screen about illness, I'd get really scared, even when I was very young. And as I've got older, that has seemed to have a, a larger place in my life than it should do. So, so I'll go through things and I'll get a headache, right? So it'll start off as a headache. And I'll be like, okay, that's fine, I can go, that's fine. And I'll carry on and, you know, I'll keep, get on with my day. And then this little thought will come in and say, what if it's not just a headache? What if? And it's not all of a sudden. This isn't like a sudden life-altering moment where I think, oh, my word, I'm going to die. But it's gradual. And it starts to take over. And then through the, throughout the course of the week, I will get more and more scared. And then all of a sudden, my faith in God is so tiny because this seems so big. And I just felt like while I was preparing this talk today that that might be something that other people are dealing with. And when I talk about fear, it's not, oh, it's 7.30 in the morning, my bus comes at 7.35, and it's a 10-minute walk, I might be late for school. It's a life-altering, life-stopping fear that gets in the way of the plan that God has for you and the harvest that God has prepared for you. And so I just, I just felt really called cool to, to speak on this today. Um, and one of the things I was preparing in my talk, which I can no longer do, I'm not allowed to, um, was talking about the idea of repentance. And so the verse we were going to look at was Luke. And it was chapter 13. And if you had the NIV Bible, um, 
Chapter 13 starts with, repent or be punished. I think it's something like that. Um, And it's quite a hard topic to read. It's one of those verses that as Christians we sort of like to shy away from. It's like if anyone has sat in an IRS classroom and the teacher goes, today we're going to read Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like, no, please don't. Please don't, please don't do that. So, it's, it's, um, so when I first started reading, I'm thinking, oh gosh, why? And then what happens is at the beginning, before the parable comes, at the beginning of the talk, um, Jesus is speaking to a crowd, right? And he's just given this incredible talk to them about interpreting the times. He's saying, he's saying to them, you know, you're hypocrites. You know you can see when the weather changes, but how come you can't implement this in your own lives? So it's this really hard-hitting talk. And you think everyone there would just be deathly silence, right? Jesus, Jesus has just spoken. But no. Um, the first thing that people say is, Jesus, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? And they start talking about the Galileans who have been put to death under Pontius Pilate. And they're saying, and in the ancient context, the idea of someone being put to death means that they are the worst of the worst of the worst sinners, right? It's like if you step out in sin, lightning comes. And Jesus says to them, do you think that they are worse than any other Galileans because they have been killed? And, and he says to them, and then he goes on to say, he says, if you don't repent, then the same will happen to you. And when I first read that, I kind of had to take a step back, and I thought, well, that's really harsh. <laughs> that's really harsh, but like everything in the Bible, it is relational. And so the way I visualize it is if I'm, if I'm standing to your right, it is your right, yes? If I'm standing to your right, and I'm, I'm walking on this path, and this is my fear, and this is all the doubt, all the negative emotions that I have built up and up and up who seem to be so big and I keep on walking it because it's easy for me to walk because I've got used to the pain it brings. And then all of a sudden, I do a 180. And then all of a sudden, I go, oh wait, what's that over there? And I'm actually going to turn around from the way I was walking and follow what God is telling me to do. Because he is bigger. And one of the things, one of the, the things we keep praying is, God, you are bigger, you are greater, your name should be praised. And I really think, uh, you know, we were worshipping, I don't know if anyone at the back felt that, but there was like an expectancy here this morning that, you know, God wants to move and God wants to work. Um, but in order to do that, We have to get back to basics. And so I'm just wondering, you know, if there's anyone here who doesn't know the character of God, who has lost sight of the character of God, then then please just come and get prayer. And I'd love to give you an example because um, when I was at Soul Survivor, I know I'm blurting this out. This is like completely off the cuff. I'm so sorry. Um, When I was at Soul Survivor... I had a really, really hard time. I know everyone came back and talking about how amazing it was. I had a really tough time at Soul Survivor because those same fears were coming back again and again and again. And we started off the week, and I was just getting prayer. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, you know, arm, waiting expectantly, arms open, and people are praying for me, and they are encountering the Holy Spirit, and I am literally getting nothing. I'm, Excuse me, 
this is for me, right? <laughs> I'm literally, I'm not getting anything. I don't feel anything. And, and as the week went on, it felt like this weight was getting heavier and heavier. And it got to the point where worshiping had become so hard because this fear had grown and grown and grown. And I couldn't say those words. I couldn't say those words, which is, God, you are greater. God, you are bigger than this. Until on the last night, uh, the youth got together. I want to say that, you know, the youth in there are incredible. Like, seriously. So the youth are all together, and they're just praying. And I've been praying for someone, and I turn around. And what I see is the whole of the youth gathered around praying for Will. Right? Does everyone know Sonia's son, Will? He's really sweet, lovely boy. Um, he's about nine. He was eight at the time. And they're all praying for him. Because they know that God wants to meet with him no matter what. And he's sitting there expectantly and he's meeting with God. And for the first time, I said, wow, God, you are good. Wow. And I was just filled with this overwhelming joy. I mean, I can't, I genuinely can't describe it. And I know that some people, when they're being prayed for, they start laughing uncontrollably. as like how the Spirit meets with people. That didn't happen for me. It just stayed there. And I'm like, well, I've got to get this out somehow. How do I get this out? And the only thing I could do was say, right, who needs prayer? Let me pray for you. I want to speak this over you. Okay, that was the only way it would come out, and I could release this joy. And then do you know what happened? The worship music started to come on, and I sat there, and for the first time, I could just speak those words fully in my heart of hearts, and I knew the full character of God. Right? Um, and so, yeah, it's just completely off the cuff. I'm, I'm so sorry. I had, like, a load of theology planned, and it was going to be amazing. Was, that's not happening. <laughs> um, but I just want to say, um, we're going to go into a time of prayer. I think Claire's, Claire's going to lead that. Please, please, please go get prayer. Um, I know we don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. Please get prayer. If that is you, if that resonates with you somehow. If it doesn't, get prayer anyway, because it's great. Um, I had to learn that the hard way after being like, God, I really don't want you, you know, I want you to, to meet with me. So don't be scared. And in order to get your harvest, you have to do the full 180. Thank you. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.